Uh, well, hi there, everyone, and welcome to Bethel Live. If you know us from YouTube or YouTube, I'm going to do that again. Terrible. This will take me a few goes because I'm a professional. Sue, Sue, food might be late. <laughs> Cancel the takeaway. We're going to be. <laughs> what it is, I, I never want anyone to feel they've got to be perfect. So I, I deliberately make a few mistakes. I, I saw that. I saw it. It was just great. Day. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, hi there, everyone, and uh, welcome to our YouTube channel. It's great to have you with us, especially if you're, you're new to us. Uh, my name is John, a minister here at Bethel. And, uh, I'm thrilled today to be joined by a really good friend of mine, uh, Dave. Uh, I'll say a bit about him in, in just a second. But at the moment, in, here at Bethel, we're trying to think about those kind of holy habits. Uh, what are the spiritual practices that will really feed our faith and uh, sustain our relationship uh, with God? And we're calling that uh, habitat. We're thinking about those kind of habits that really build a home uh, where God can dwell and where we can dwell in God and, and with God. Uh, and I'm thrilled that Dave uh, is going to be part of this because Dave and I have shared together an awful lot uh, over the years. And he's just somebody that I love to talk about, uh, love to talk to. I do talk about him as well, uh, but uh, talk to about Jesus and for all the other stuff that we talk about. Uh, I love it when we talk about Jesus and I'm hoping we can, we can do some of that today. Uh, so Dave, welcome. Thank you. Great seeing you, John. Yeah, and uh, you've uh, you've positioned yourself in front of some books, so you look learned. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my wife's office. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that helps you look relatively intelligent, isn't it? <laughs> I, I thought I'd bring my little truck here. I, do, I, I that's that's my little Howden's Howden's joinery truck. That's my that's my little bit there. That's right. That's great. Super. Uh, but Dave, thank you for, for being part of this, because I know, in all seriousness, life is busy and ministry yeah. is busy. Uh, and it, as part of that, I know a priority for you is your walk with the Lord. Uh, not just because you're a minister, but just because of who you yeah, are. Yeah. Um, so what do you think, you know, in terms of habits, what, what do you think are the things that have been really helpful for you? Um, yeah, maybe that you've tried but you've kept as part of the kind of the toolbox uh, for the life in God yeah yeah so uh th thanks John and thanks for thanks for the chance of just being part of this I, th I think um habit is a great thing and you know so um uh, so actually having a pattern uh, I, I speak to so many people and they'll say to me, Dave, I, I want to read the Bible, but I don't know where to start sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then just being able to help them say, well, actually, look, if you, if you start to form a pattern, the next day then will just, you won't have to start thinking about that because you know where you're going to go to. So, so for, for me, uh, my, my pattern for years and years now has been first thing I do uh, after I get up and, uh, and manage to switch on the kettle uh, is uh, I pour myself a cuppa um and uh, i have my two wheat of eggs um because uh, my wife's a cardiac nurse so i have to have wheat of eggs um, and uh, and so i then i then go and i sit down i've got a particular spot every every morning 
uh, and then I I just start getting into God's word um, because I I need to feed on His word, and uh, and that's um, that word need is really important for me because it's not a sense of duty. Um, it's because I I just know I want to spend time with Jesus who I love, mm. uh, and so I, I've I've said this to people over, over the years that uh, if you love somebody you want to hang out with them, mm. uh, and uh, and so um, so it it isn't so much duty uh, duty will get you so far, mm. um, but but love takes you so much further, yeah, um, and so. Um, uh, uh, Yes, I'm a minister and I've been a minister for a, for a long time. I don't do it because I'm a minister. I do it because he's my savior. Mm. Uh, and so so when I when I come to when I come to his word, um it is it's that sense of dialogue mm. of just being able to engage with him. Everything else is just to one side. Uh, the busyness of the day, whatever it's going to be, whether it's a very busy day or it's a quieter day, mm. um, it's it's about um connecting uh, connecting with with him mm. and i think the other thing that i would just say there as well is that the longer you're in this this life called the christian life the more apparent it becomes that you can't do it mm -hmm. uh, and and you can't live it okay mm -hmm. so uh, i i've tried trying harder Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it, it doesn't it just doesn't work you just fall a little bit further do, do you know what i mean mm -hmm. so 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 for me it's this recognition as well that the need of uh, spending time with him because i love him but also the need because unless he is infusing me with his grace and his love i i just i can't i can't mm -hmm. function in the day mm -hmm. in the way that he wants me to function Mm -hmm. And I don't this I don't this is sound over spiritualized at all. It's, it, that's that's not what I'm about here. It's about the recognition that what Jesus was talking about in in John 15 that apart from me you can do nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, did diddly squat actually. Mm -hmm. uh, and so so I recognize that. And so I'm just saying to him, Lord, I come to you again today. Would you fill me up? Would you help me? Would you enable me uh, to be uh, an instrument of grace uh, mm -hmm. wh wherever? wherever you're calling me today uh, mm. to go today um and i think that's a really i think that's a really comfortable place to be yeah because yeah. you you realize that actually it's then all about him mm. and, and all you're trying to do is just listen to what he's he's saying yeah yeah so you said you get up for some reason you stick the weetabix in the kettle i don't quite didn't, didn't quite follow <laughs> but it depends how tired i am really <laughs> uh, but yeah. you mentioned there's a place that you go to um so yeah yeah you've got a spot that you always go to yes it's, it's about 17 miles away i walk up this craggy hill as no it's it's the front room yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the front room i've just got a chair in there there's it, there's, there's nothing incredibly artistic about it or whatever it's just it's just when i go yeah. um but it but it's my place that, that i that i go to and um and so we've lived in a number of homes um so sue and i have lived in different parts of the uk um and uh, and uh, wherever we found ourselves i find a place in that home where that's where i i i go yeah. and i think that there's um there's a pattern there that i actually find helpful Hmm. I think what I would say there, though, John, is that uh, the uh, so so that's my that's my morning routine. Hmm. But the place where I really connect with God is not inside at all. Hmm. Uh, and so I, I call 
the countryside, God's great cathedral for me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that's where, that's where I really get refreshed. Yeah. So when I, when I go outside and I walk with him and I'm talking with him, I'm just drinking in actually just the gorgeousness of this beautiful uh, world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's, a, that's another aspect of my, 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 walk, my walk with him, yeah. So I, I came across something recently. I was reading a um, a translation of the scriptures. I think it was the message, one of the Psalms, and it talks about the mountains boasting uh, of yeah. God's glory. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that yeah, was a really yeah. fresh expression for me, but it resonated, you know, definitely. Uh, m- massively, but it's been part of my story right from the beginning because when I was 13 year old, not coming from a Christian background at all, I, I remember uh, I, was, I was living in the Swansea Valley and uh we we were uh living halfway up a mountain and i i just walked further up the mountain one night and it was one of those gorgeous nights uh where uh, the stars were just everywhere mm-hmm. and because we i was away from a lot of lights and whatever they just they just seemed to be brighter again mm-hmm. and not long before that so what would i be i probably in year eight or year nine or something like that we're talking um, in the 1940s, is it? Uh, uh, yeah, 1840s, 1840s. Yes, 1840s. And so I took my slate up just in case I wanted to write something. So, um, so I'm lying there. I'm lying there just looking up at these stars. And uh, it would have been, I don't know, it would have been about 10 at night, you know. So I'm looking back at it now and I'm thinking, heck, what was I doing up there at that time? Anyway, but that's another story. Um, and I'm looking at them and I think, no, I don't believe that these just happened. Because mm. mm. I was t- I was I was told not not long before in class by a, a just a great teacher, um, but had a very different worldview to the one that I've now got, mm. um, that there was no such thing as God mm. uh, and that uh, we need to get that nonsense out of our out of our mind. Mm. Um, and, and and of course, they absolutely believed that. Mm. But what was incredible for me is just as a young boy looking up at um, the stars, I thought, no, I don't believe these just happened. I believe that somebody made this. And then I wondered whether or not I could ever know the one who made them. Okay, so that's actually quite deep for a 13 year old boy who was just totally into rugby. Do do you know what I mean? So um, so anyway, um, uh, long story short, I came to know the Lord a few years later. But creation has continued to play a significant part if, in my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, um, yeah. So and I, I think that it took me years to realize that my spirituality looked very different to some of my heroes. Yeah. So, so for some of my heroes, the way that they connected with God was so different to me. Mm. And mm. so I often felt like a failure because I couldn't connect the way that they connected. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then it, 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 it was one of those sort of light bulb moments when I realized, actually, God, you wired me differently. So the way that I connect with you is this way. Yes. Uh, and so um, those are really important moments for us, actually. Mm. Mm. um to to realize actually that that it's it's not cookie cutter spirituality we are mm. very different mm. uh, and the way that we connect c- can be just incredibly different to others you know? mm. and i think that there's something there about the fatherhood of god because uh, i think about how i relate to my three kids who are 
very very different to each other i mean extremely different to each other in wonder you know weird and wonderful ways um yeah. and sometimes you want to tell them all i don't know we're leaving at this time or you know just get a message to all even sometimes the way i text them is different <laughs> they're, they're different kids you know, different people and yeah 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 the father's knowledge of us and what he made us you know his, his intimate knowledge of us uh, means that he will the way he'll speak to to you and and, and me will be different and that's uh, like you say that's not a reason for guilt but there's something wonderful about that oh yeah and, and also you know i think that um so this this took me years i'd been through theological college and everything okay and i was still i was still in this sort of mold where i had a i had a vision of what spirituality looked like mm. um and they were usually a lot quieter than i am okay mm. Mm. um more reflective um you know the kind of skills that you've got frankly john okay um <laughs> I, i've got barely a reflective born in my body uh, jeremy i i'm sort of like it, i'm doing i'm active i'm this mm. and that or, or whatever mm. uh, and so trying to be this person that was quiet and reflective yeah it was just doing my head it you're just doing yeah. my head in because i'm thinking lord i can never be that person yeah uh, and then so uh, and then having that moment where you just really actually god went to a lot of trouble making you the way that you are yeah yeah how how do you how do you learn to dance with god in a different way yeah. uh, and yeah. uh, and i think that that was uh yeah that was a really important thing for me so so what i what i was finding was that my sort of deep thoughtful prayers that were silent and closing my eyes i kept falling asleep mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and so what i learned was that actually i really connect with God through writing wow uh, and so um so I then just started writing reams and reams and then all yeah. of a sudden I was lost in this connection with God yeah uh that was um that was just really going deep yeah uh well I couldn't I couldn't do that through silent prayer yeah 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 and so is it like a, a journal that you keep or is it not as rigid? yeah yeah so so I did I I I I do different things uh, to freshen things up. So mm. I have periods where I journal a lot, mm. uh, and then I have other seasons where I, I do things slightly different. And I think it's important to try and keep things uh, fresh like that. Mm. Um, but uh, that that journaling for me at that season in life was uh, just very important. Mm. Mm. And there are times now where actually, when I feel I need to uh, really connect in a uh, in a quite intentional way. Mm, mm. is I'll, I'll i'll get my pen out and uh, and of course i type most things yeah do, do you know what i mean so um so all, all my sermon prep and whatever has always done on the on these things these computers yeah but making for me connecting with god it's it's uh, you know i get back to that slate and the crayon thing you know, it's a, <laughs> it's um uh it, it just works it's almost as if it, it's, uh, it comes from my heart down my arm into yeah. the pen and yeah, uh, yeah. And, and that that sort of way yeah yeah there's something very tangible about it isn't it very personal yeah, yeah. nobody could have yeah, written it that way yeah 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 and so you know if somebody have not tried that just give it a whirl mm. uh, and it could be that it's not for them yes. um but yeah. it, experimenting with these things is really important I think. yeah and i think you touched on something there as well about um you know you, you mentioned duty earlier but not allowing writing to become um too ritualistic you know so mixing it up no. so sometimes it's journaling sometimes it's more prayers sometimes it's more reflection um I think that's good as well because um sometimes there are things that in one season will really feast you know you feel like you're feasting on and feeding on 
Yeah. Uh, other yeah. times can leave you cold and, and you can kind of think, what's, what's happened yeah. to you, you know, and, and what's happened to our relationship with God, but it can just be a seasonal thing sometimes. I think so. And, and also, I I, um, um, I think I said right at the beginning of this conversation, this this is not about duty. It's about a relationship because you're doing it because you love the person that you're mm. doing this with. And of course, this person happens to be mm. <laughs> the second person of the Trinity and, uh, you know, our Savior, our Lord, uh, yeah. but also uh, an incredible friend. Um, and so... Uh, you know, if if you've got this close relationship, if you kept doing the same things all the time with a with a friendship, um, that would start to get stale. And so you change things up, don't you? And so I think that's it. Just keep it as natural as you can. And yeah, yeah. I think that's the important thing. Yeah. I, I, the other thing I wanted to go back to is you talking about this the, the God's great cathedral. You know, this world yeah. in which we live. Um, and like you, you know, there are places where I go where the view takes my breath away. Um, mm. and, and sometimes it can just be that moment of, God, you're amazing. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be this sort of big revelation or not say yeah. that doesn't happen. But um, and, and I think sometimes people in their walk with God, uh, God just wants to bring them back to a place of wonder or God just wants to remind them of, of something. Uh, but it's all part of an ongoing conversation. Oh, for sure. I, you know, one of the things that I learned a lot, uh, we, uh, with this, when I was ministering down in Devon, we uh, we had the privilege of inviting a, um, a great guy called Andy uh, from the Lake District, and he would come all the way from the Lake District, and mm. uh, he'd spend some time with our young people down in Devon, mm. and um, and it was it, it was really helpful for me because. Uh, whilst I was hands-on with youth and um, thoroughly enjoyed spending time with these young people, his approach to um, connecting with God was quite different to mine. And so I remember him taking us once into a field. So there would be about, I don't know, about 18 of us uh, in this field. Mm. And then he'd say, um, okay, um, right, what we're going to do now is just going to sit down um, and uh, and we're just going to listen. Mm. And he said, in about half an hour, he said, I want you to come to him and I want you to tell me all of the different things you've heard. Mm, mm. Um, and it was um, it was discipleship, but it was discipleship like I've never seen it. Yeah. Uh, because what they were really doing uh, was starting to meditate starting to be able to still the noise enough mm. Mm. to be able to hear the different sounds yeah um and um and so of course the, the more attuned your ear became yeah the more you could hear mm. and then he went on very simply to talk about it's same in our relationship with god mm. Uh, mm. and so uh, what are you hearing from god mm. um and what you hear from god will de be dependent on what kind of space you create for him mm. to be able to hear mm. Mm. um and uh, i thought yeah this, this is this is wonderful another another example was that uh, we went then that was on dartmoor mm. and then we actually went down on the coast and we sat on a beach and um he he said uh, he said to them uh, he said right he said i want you to go close to the shore 
and uh, and he said i want you to spread yourself out so that nobody can see what other people are doing mm. he said i just want you i want you to write a word in the sand uh that you feel shame this shame when you associated with that mm. and um and so um he said but i don't want you to just write that i want you to just think about that first and um and so he did that and so that's what we did and uh and i was i was part of that uh and um and obviously the guy knew what he was doing because he knew that the tide was coming in mm. um because what happened then within moments was that those words were washed away mm. Mm. and the, the imagery is powerful mm. And, and then, of course, he then went on to talk about our Savior's sacrifice and, mm. uh, and how that's been eternally removed. Mm. Um, and, and so, uh, yeah, just a, a wonderful way of using creation yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in, in discipleship. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. The, all of those things are there if we listen. You know, it's so easy to miss that, that picture. Yeah. 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 And, and as pastors, we're the worst. Do you know what I mean? Because uh, we we surround ourselves with noise, yeah. Um, and uh, and we understand why we do that, uh, because we want to be with people, and you know we want to be active and and all that mm. kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but but it was many years ago. Um, I think it was Robert Robert Murray McShane. Mm. Uh, he he said, "My people's greatest need is my personal holiness." Yeah. Um, and. Uh, and for me, mm. um, that means actually withdrawing myself mm. more than I do. I'm pretty, I've been pretty rubbish at it for the last two years, frankly. Mm. Um, but I need to, I know what I need to do. Um, and that's actually to create some space mm. where some of that listening can happen. Mm. It, it reminds me of something that I hear Rosa Hunt say, the co-principal of the Baptist College recently. Um, she's talking about, you know, we're, we're sort of uh, offering people a relationship with God, the God who is love. But do we, as Christians, and we could ask the same thing of ourselves as pastors, do we look like people who are being loved by God? Yeah. yeah, yeah, do, yeah. We, do we just allow God to love us and create space for that? It's just so important, that, John. And, and it goes back to what I was saying earlier, that, you know, those times that you're spending with God, um, they're not for being the minister or being the whatever mm. this is something far more important than that this is actually about the reality of your connection with jesus yes yeah. um and so you know what people will see with us is hopefully the the fact that we've been investing in spending time with with him mm. you know you know that passage in acts uh where it says they took note that they've been spending time with jesus and yeah. it, people can tell i think yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can smell it if you haven't, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, we've spoken about that passage a number of times, you know, just thought that there can be no higher compliment, really, than that, that you've been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Been with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a bit like when I catch up with my family back, um, back up the A470, up in the valleys, uh, and I pick up the accent again, you know, it's, um, <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't preach like that in, you know, posh card, because nobody understands. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I want to pick up his accent, you know, I want to sound like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can only, only get that from being with him, you know. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's... Um... It, it, it is a wonderful thing and I, and I don't want this to sound all twee or whatever but mm. 
the more I hang out with him, the more I want to hang out with him. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> if that's not the reality for us, I, I think we just better um, get into another role or something, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, all we can ever do in our own strength is show people our brokenness. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But if through our brokenness we can see, let people see glimpses of Jesus, then that's a that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, David's been so good to talk, and I knew it would be. And uh, just, <laughs> we'll probably have to record part two at some point because. Uh, well, I look forward to that, and uh, and thank you very much for getting me on by promising me lots of chocolate. That's uh, that's a wonderful. Is that what you got from my email? I'm not sure. Well, I'm, I'm, it's it's obviously been lost in translation, John. I think somewhere. <laughs> you mentioned something about your wife was a cardiac nurse or something. I'm not sure she'd approve of. <laughs> yes, I've, I've read some research somewhere that chocolate is good for your heart. Well, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it must be good because I got some chips in it gone cold. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you so much, Dave. Appreciate it. Yeah, great seeing you, John.